Speech Pathology Australia acknowledged the traditional custodians of the lands, seas and waters throughout Australia and pay respect to Elders past, present and future. We recognise that the health and social and emotional well-being of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples are grounded in continued connection to culture, country, language and community and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hello and welcome to Speak Up, Speech Pathology Australia's podcast. Each week we showcase a conversation with inspiring and influential people who are advancing practice in one of the many and varied areas of speech pathology. Let's hear from this week's contributors. Hello everyone. Today the ethics team will be taking you through an interview review. I'm Trish and I'm joined by other members of the ethics team from National Office at Speech Pathology Australia. Hi Nadia. Hi Trish. Hey Kelly. Hi Trish. Look, 2022 has been challenging for a lot of people and we have all needed to adjust to living with COVID. For many of us that meant to returning to in-person services for the first time since March 2020. Uh, but also this year has been defined by change. Uh, many people have faced illness and stress and as we come to the end of the year we need to take the time to reflect on whether we want to change anything to make improvements for next year. And just to let everyone know as well, Speech Pathology Australia have a number of resources that are free to members um, that might be helpful in addressing any workplace stresses. So some of these are also at your staff, so um, the advisor staff and the ethics staff. You can contact us really easily. Um, the ethics team can be contacted at ethics at speechpathologyaustralia.org.au or the advisor team at advisor at speechpathologyaustralia.org.au. It would be good to note today we are going to be talking about workplace stress. So if any of this makes you feel vulnerable or it raises any issues for you, please consider contacting one of the resources that we have listed below in the notes um, or in the links. If your workplace has an employee assistance program or an EAP, it might be a really good opportunity to reach out to them and just see if there's anything that can be done to make sure that you're feeling as well supported as you possibly can within your work. If you don't have one of those, that's okay too. It might be great to start off the year by having a conversation about how, it's, how it could be possible to implement something like this. If you don't already have a supervisor, a supervisor can be an excellent source of workplace wellbeing matters to ensure that you are getting the clinical support that you need, but also that peer supervision as well. Um, supervision sometimes can be a little bit of a tricky topic for people to talk about if they are a bit more advanced in their career. But the way that we see it is that there is a lot of benefit that you can get from having a conversation with somebody, having just an extra person to soundboard with. Supervision is also an obligation that each of us hold and it's reflected within our certification requirements. If you're looking for a supervisor, you can find a register of supervisors on the SPA website, or you could consider posting in the member hub as well if you'd like something a little bit different. When work-life balance is challenging, it's important that we're even more conscious of our professionalism. And we thought it might be useful to spend a bit of time talking about some of the topics that the ethics team at Speech Pathology Australia have contacts with members about, and they've been high on our agenda this year. So some things to consider as we move into 2023 is to review all of our areas, kind of like a self audit. And the topics we will discuss are some of the issues that are commonly coming to us. Thanks, Nadia. 
So the first topic that we want to explore is clinical notes or our note-taking practices. Um, perhaps you use a management, um, a practice management software, um, and perhaps you can use that program to check that every session that you've had this year has a clinical note attached to it. Clinical note-taking is an ethical and legal requirement, and it's good practice to undertake regular audits. Um, and if, if your notes were to be subpoenaed or audited, then the old adage stands, which is good record-keeping is a good defence, bad record-keeping is a bad defence, and no records makes no defence. And so we can apply this to our clinical notes and our business practices. <gasps> For example, um, if a client wants to request a copy of their files, if you are audited by a private health fund, if uh, NDIS tribunal subpoenas your notes, or if there's a Medicare order. So there are a whole host of reasons for why the information in your clinical notes might be requested at some point. And so it's really good just to take the time to look back on that um, and make sure that everything's in order or identify any gaps. We could also need to think about that if you have been paid for a session that you've delivered, but you have no notes of what occurred, then you may be required to pay the money back. So I'm going to hand over to Trish now, who's going to explore our next topic, uh, which is informed consent. Yes, thanks, Kelly. Gaining informed consent is something that we're aware members um, need to take some time to consider so that it's appropriate for every individual that they're working with. We need to consider what this looks like at the start of the therapy process, but also how it changes over time. For example, when changing intervention or changing the method of service delivery, working um, with clients in different locations. It's also important to consider other elements such as communicating your fee schedule, giving people the time to process it and ask you questions, communicating your cancellation policy, um, and also considering some of the ethical issues uh, around a cancellation policy. This can include things like the NDIS states that speech pathologists can charge a cancellation fee if the cancellation is within seven days of the session. However, as we all know, NDIS, NDIS participants are more likely to be vulnerable and their health needs might change more quickly. So is that fair and just? Could you fill the session in with something else if it's cancelled on short notice? Have you discussed that before the, the session and or even at the beginning of the therapeutic relationship so there is an agreement and an understanding about what can be done instead of the face-to-face -face session? Nadia, I think you're going to be talking about separated parents. Yeah, informed consent and working with separated parents are things that overlap quite a bit as well. So there is... There needs to be some policies and you need to have an understanding around what is happening with your um, individuals that you're working with if they do have separated parents. For example, things like, have you seen the parenting order? Do you understand what's written within there? Are there any additional orders that might be useful for you to have an understanding of that perhaps talk to things like who is able to have information about the child and how you can communicate these things? Um, parenting orders can be really, really tricky, so please do reach out if you are working with one that you don't quite understand. 
When you are working with um, any clients, it's useful to ensure that you've got policies that guide you about how to do these sorts of things um, and ensuring that you've got an audit process to have a look through your policies means that if you notice that there is a hole in how this is working or that there's something that could potentially be done more efficiently, that you have the ability to go, oh, okay, this isn't working as well as it could. I'm gonna reach out to Speechology Australia and check what resources exist to help me um, move forward with this one. All right, Kel, have you got anything about professional communication? Yes, thanks, Nadia. So a significant proportion of the ethics team time is spent talking with members and with the general public about how the communication has occurred between them. So professional communication is something that we are always talking about with members and and lots of the, the it's a significant factor in, mo- in a lot of the formal complaints that we receive here at Speech Pathology Australia as well. Um, We are very aware that many of the people who access speech pathology services require support for effective communication to occur. So if you're finding that you're experiencing many challenging interactions with the people you're providing services to or with your colleagues, then um, there is training and support in that area um, and that is something that you can upskill in. Um, It's... When we are feeling stressed, professional communication needs even more of our attention. Um, And it's something that we need to be reflecting on and and thinking about to reduce the risk of the interaction deteriorating further. Um, So I'm gonna hand over to Trish, who's gonna talk a little bit more about professional supports. Thanks, Kelly. As Nadia mentioned in the introduction, Uh, One of our very common themes that we talk with members about, as do other members of the National Office team, is professional support, seeing as it's now a requirement for certification, but also it is an ethical obligation to make sure that we have the supports around us to make sure that our practice is providing the most benefit that we can for the people that we provide services to. So we're aware that a lot of members are sole traders or work in small teams, And we know that that can be isolating. We also know that those people who are sole traders who are working in very small teams that have business mentors or professional supervisors, they do actually feel more supported and their decision-making can be explored with those people. Having someone who is your mentor or supervisor doesn't necessarily mean that they have to have more experience than you. It's really useful to have somebody who acts uh, as a sounding board because by talking through a situation, that can help explore issues that you might not have thought about on your own. And also it helps to identify the options and then ultimately the best pathway forward. Um, Supervision and support provide significant benefits for our practice. Uh, That's one of the reasons why it's a requirement across all levels of experience and speech pathologists at all levels uh, or stages of career do benefit from supervision and support because ultimately that supports us to provide benefit to those who we work with, which is our ultimate aim. If you are working on your own, it can take conscious action to be exposed to different ideas, different ways of working, options for intervention. And again, one of the key benefits of supervision is that it reduces the risk that you're not developing your knowledge and skill, that you are acting to continue to Uh, undertake lifelong learning, again, as we're all required to do. 
Another common time when we need to be thinking about professional communication is when we are needing to cease services. This can be really challenging for a lot of people for a variety of reasons, but having a clearly set out process within a policy can support our decision making as well as supporting the communication that is necessary within that situation. We are working with increased diversity and complexity of presentations and that potentially can create an increased demand on us. As health professionals, we do have an obligation to do what's best for our clients, but we also need to make sure that we are managing a relationship appropriately and also looking after ourselves within all of that. I'm going to hand over to Kelly to talk to us a bit about the resources that we have to support all of these things. Thanks, Nadia. So we've discussed a variety of of themes uh, or topics today in this podcast. And we want to let members know that we do have resources and further reading on all of these topics, which is available to you. So if there's a topic um, that we've discussed that maybe you'd like more information on, um, we can kind of let you know what's out there. Or you can drop us an email or give us a call for more information as well. So on the professional resources homepage on the website, we have information on record keeping, information on file retention requirements, which varies between states. You'll find also on there information on working with parenting orders and working with separated parents. The ethics team also have uh, created a new FAQ on ceasing services this year. Um, That's got a checklist of all the things that you can be thinking about when you are ceasing services uh, with, with a service user. Um, And we have also made a new consent homepage this year as well, which you'll find under the ethics tab. Um, And that's got more information on gaining informed consent and more that we're going to be adding to next year. Speech Pathology Australia has produced a variety of resources that explore supports that are available for if we're feeling stressed or if our mental health is impacted. Um, We have the Riding the Wave of Stress online learning program, which is free for members. There is also a ethics collaborative on why uh, mental health is an ethical issue, which is free for members. Um, In the Speak Out magazine uh, in October 2021, uh, the theme of that magazine was well-being. So you could also have a look at that. Um, And the podcast... Uh, which was season four, episode 32, is called Are You Okay? Starting a conversation about burnout and mental health, which was put together by the Early Career Reference Group. Um, In addition to those resources, the ethics team have also produced a new revised ethics education course. Um, And this course has been designed to support everyday professional decision making and it's relevant for members at all stages of career um, and it's also free so please have a look um, and check that out if you haven't already uh, seen that one and so we want to round today's podcast off by thanking everyone for um, for for this year for reaching out to the ethics team um, and Uh, we'd encourage you to continue to make contact with us in next year, in 2023, if you have any queries um, or if you want to discuss any of the the topics that we've talked about today a bit more. Um, So thank you very much for listening and be sure to tune in to next week's Speak Up Conversation. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. 
be sure to subscribe to the podcast where all good podcasts are found and make sure you share it with your colleagues. You can also visit us at speechpathologyaustralia.org.au. Thanks for tuning in and bye for now.